Welcome to the Bifocal Podcast with John White and Jason Himmelstein, where we talk about business intelligence and the Microsoft stack with news, interviews, and expert opinions from around the space. This episode 210 recorded on November 3rd, 2021, where John and Jason talk about the latest news announced at and around Microsoft Ignite Fall 2021, including Azure Chaos Studio, Power BI Teams app goes GA, and hybrid tables are coming soon later this year. G'day, Jason. How are you today? John, I am awesome. I are really you? am. I'm really? very excited. Oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> yeah, our audience isn't going to see it, but... My new toy just showed up. It's not a toy. Oh, oh, it's a little box. I'm very, very excited. It's a box with a Dell logo on it. Ah. My new machine for all the community work that we do arrived today. Nice. I'll be getting that all set up and ready to go for our uh, trip to Germany. So we're uh, we're going to see that in Germany, are we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All 2.8 pounds of her. Oh, it's, uh, boy. 32 gig of RAM, Core i7. One of our good friends. It's uh, hot, is yeah, what you're saying. That, that was, how do you turn on a geek? Tell him about your hardware. I and that was, <laughs> I won't mention which one of our friends said that, but that was, uh, I, I will say it was not a man. <laughs> how do you tell a guy's got a new laptop? Don't worry, he'll let you know. He'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Well, I just did. I'm very excited. I picked up the XPS 13 and very excited to check it out, try it out. It's going to be fun. Excellent stuff. Yeah. But yeah, going to be taking that to Germany with us for ECS, followed by M365 Conf in Vegas, and then immediately followed by, uh, what is the new name of SharePoint Fest again? 365 Educon, Edu-Con. I believe is the new name. EduCon. It's one of those Transformers. Yes, I'm very excited (laughs) to see the show, the rebrand happening for that. You know, the Canes and uh, Dave Wilhelm have been working really hard along with the team. So excited to be a part of all three of these shows coming up. Back to back. Yeah, Yeah. that's going to be pretty back to backy. Hopefully we'll get some new goodness to show for Power BI. I was expecting and hoping that we'd see it for Ignite, the new November desktop drop, but it didn't happen this week. No. Nope. But uh, we, there's a little bit of news coming out of, uh, of Microsoft around Ignite that we can cover off. We're going to post a link to the show notes for the Microsoft Ignite Book of News. It is the November public edition, and we're going to cover off a couple things from that as well as just some things that we've heard so far during this uh, this week of Microsoft Ignite. And, I, you know, John, I can't not two, call two, it Microsoft Ignite. Two and days. you beat it into me so hard. Yeah, to say Microsoft Ignite versus it just is Ignite. Microsoft Ignite, yeah. yes. Yeah. So thank you for that, Anna, because it is definitely ingrained. And it's the fall Microsoft Ignite yes. 2021. Yeah. Hopefully the spring is the pick-me-up version of it. Yeah. No ba-dump-ching there, huh? Like no, the, no. Marco couldn't even give me a, an audio drop probably for that one. Yeah, I bet there you could. I bet you, you could. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it on last show. We're not going to do the negativity here because there was some good stuff that's been talked about. There sure was. I've heard some positivity coming out of the folks who saw who watched it in alt VR. Yeah. You know, people seem to enjoy that experience. I personally did not watch it that way. I watched it the way where they narrated their, what they were wearing, which I thought was interesting that I'd never seen done before. Yeah. Yet another piece of, uh, of diversity and inclusion attempt to make people feel more comfortable. I thought it was interesting because I watched a preview of one of the sessions last 
last week when Kit Manis explained that she, you know, who she was and then explained that she was wearing a black shirt and black pants. Yeah. And I paused for a minute and I didn't quite understand yeah. until I saw it happen throughout Ignite. They're really focused on, you know, making sure that it's truly more inclusive and for people who are have sight problems, that's a, a comforting thing. And while I get that, I still don't see why it matters. Like I, what you you're know, wearing. I think- <laughs> I, I, I think don't know. for folks who have lost their sight, you know, people who were born sightless to begin with, maybe it's yeah. uh, not as important or people who've lost their sight or are losing their sight. Uh, you know, it's kind of a cool thing to, uh, as you're watching the screen, to be able to identify if you are someone who is losing their vision, to be able to identify by color as well, like, and size, because Seth War has explained that he is a tall Hispanic male wearing a blue polka dot shirt, blue shirt with white polka dots. Like, as someone who maybe you know less vision, John, if you took off your readers, you'd have trouble seeing it. Like, yeah, but I wouldn't care. No, but some people do. So, <laughs> okay, okay. You know, I think it's a, I think it's a neat thing that uh, that they're doing. It takes all of an extra six to eight seconds, unless you're Heather Newman, who went into extreme detail yes. about what she was wearing. That yes, was awesome. I love Heather to death. That was hilarious because yep. she really took it to to an yep. extra level. Exactly. So, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and watch the ignite you know stuff with. Heather, because it was it was really cool. Anyway, let's go ahead and hear from our sponsors real quick, and then let's dive into some of these news items. Sounds good. Are you drowning in spreadsheets? Are you gasping for a better reporting solution? Let Marquee Insights throw you a lifeline. They can help you chart a course to success with Power BI, then get underway quickly with one of their quick start solutions while learning the ropes from their experienced staff. If you're ready for reporting bliss, go to marqueeinsights.com and click the Get Started button and learn how they can help you make better, faster decisions with smarter data. All right. I suppose we should cover off some of the stuff that was talked about in the last couple of days. Huh? Probably not a bad idea. I think people aren't just here to hear us talk about the weather, which, by the way, it's which raining we, here. We haven't. It's cold here. It snowed last night. All right. Well, good to know. Yeah. Let's... Uh, yeah, we've we covered the weather. Yeah, we've done that. That's that, <laughs> we've got the weather report. That's it. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I looked at this, you know, given our, our our areas of concern, I suppose. I looked yeah. at this with an eye to uh, to Power BI yeah. and from the office side of things. And it, it was it was I I honestly there's there was more new content coming out of the office side of things. I found that the Power BI stuff we pretty much have all we all we knew about just about everything if if not all of it and a lot of what we talked about we have or we are just in the process of getting it's all good yep. i guess we start off i mean hey there was an announcement about the power bi teams app and this was announced that it's actually here so we had the pre announcement and then yes. we had the announcement now we have the thing now we have the ga there yes, you go we do. And Lukash did a good job of explaining this about the fact yes. that in the admin center that you can you know, set the policies the right way. And he, he stressed that. I think he said it two or three different times that through the admin center, you can set the right policies to be able to pre-install this and make it available to your entire organization, but they're not forcing it down your throat, which is nice. Maybe for new organizations who are just coming on, but yeah. for existing organizations, it sounds like that's not going to get turned on until you set it properly. And man, I, I really appreciate that because you know I hate it when Microsoft goes and changes the default on you in the background. It, it can no, mess John, I don't think you've ever mentioned that. Have I never mentioned that? I'm still no, a little bitter about that. Anyway, yeah, let's, leave that uh, let's dive into that on a specific show at some point. <laughs> really get, get your 
your feelings? We'll talk about your feelings on that topic. No, I don't think anybody wants to hear about my feelings. So I want to I want to back up for just one second before yeah. we really dive into the Power BI section. There's a couple of announcements that I wanted to point out, the, specifically the Azure section. There are oh, three yeah. things in this world that I thought were interesting. Number one, Azure Synapse Analytics announced updated features and enhancements. Go dive into that. It's section yeah. 1.2.2 of the Big Book of News. Talks about real-time analytics for telemetry. Talks about premium event hubs. There's some good stuff in here that they're doing in the Azure Synapse analytics side of the world. Some industry-specific database templates yep. that you can uh, play with in studio experience at no extra cost. I think that's interesting. The other thing that should up under this area, even though it's not quite Azure, it's SQL Server, but... I guess it's Azure now because it falls under the Azure area of uh, investment here in the big book of news under Azure AI specifically, yep. is we now have SQL Server 2022 is now in preview. And there's an awful lot of Azure connectivity built into it. So it's very easy to move things from on-prem to cloud, have you know hybrid databases that are spread between the two, things of that nature. I don't know a whole lot more about it. I haven't worked with an on-premises SQL for a little while now, and I won't be, but you know, moving it's still moving ahead, certainly, but with a vision to that hybrid environment, which I think is important. And you called out Synapse. And I, Synapse is going to be something that I think our audience and we are going to have to keep our eyes quite a bit focused on. We know that uh, Synapse is now within the same team as Power BI. So we've got the, uh, a similar group of people working on it. And what I'm seeing, and one of the big pieces of news I found out of, um, out of this was the integration of Azure Data Explorer with Synapse so that mm -hmm. it's about to become a first-class citizen the way that Spark and SQL are. You're going to be able to create ADX pools, work natively with Synapse. And Synapse, you know, the, you can work with the pieces and parts, and I'm doing that. And I'm trying to wrap my head around, do I need to move to Synapse yet? Should I wait? When? At what point in time do I, do I, do I jump in um, heavily with this? Yeah. But it looks like it's a really nice integrating nice UI that brings all of this stuff together in a really cohesive way. And I think what they're trying to do is due to data management, what they did to analysis with Power BI. So I think this is going to get, uh, I think this is going to be pretty important long term. Yeah, I think we're going to be taking a look at, obviously, we're going to keep our focus here on this show more on the Power BI side sure. of the world. But just like with everything else where we sprinkle in some office, we're going to be bringing the goodness that's happening in that space over as well. Because truly, it's a ubiquitous Microsoft world. Right, the Microsoft Cloud is the Microsoft Cloud, and there was an image that I really enjoyed that uh, Scott Gu, uh, Scott Guthrie, put on you know, up during his keynote yesterday, which showed all the Microsoft Clouds and just one big Microsoft around it. And oh, I thought yeah. that was a pretty pervasive thought process. You know, everything actually sort of back to Azure. At the end of the day, it's all there. Let's yep. play nice. Let's have the right backplanes and you know communicate the right way and use graph and blah 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 and all of these things. That's really where the world is. And what we're starting to see with a lot of the things that were are trickling out and the, the announcements that are being made is that cross-world join-up that's happening. A lot of the Power Platform stuff is being D365 because they're the ones who went to Dataverse first, right? That's, that's They right. backed everything in Dataverse. Personally, still not there with Dataverse. John, I don't know about you, but... You're not? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. The other piece of Azure that I wanted to talk about, I really love this name and I love what they're doing with it. It's actually 1.10.1, just in case anybody okay. wants to jump down and follow along. It's called in the Azure Resilience area. 
It's called Azure Chaos Studio. I know. I this know. is fantastic. This gives you the ability to, for example, it may observe how apps will respond against real-world disruptions such as network latencies, unexpected storage outages, secrets expiring, or a full data center outage. I'm just reading directly from it. This is the tabletop HADR exercise I used to do with clients, but in Azure, and just being able to go, I haven't played with it yet, but I have to imagine that with the whole digital twin capability, it does a digital twin lift, and then you could just go click a button and go, show me what would happen if that's, Fresno didn't exist anymore. Boom, it, what happened? I think that's seriously cool. It's funny, however, that they didn't call out certificates expiring, DNS secrets expiring. issues. Secrets, secrets ex- but yeah, well, I suppose that qualifies. <laughs> or, or DNS issues, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, they weren't quite on the na- on, on hitting the nail on the head with it from a, from a verbal perspective, but you kind of get the point. Anyway, yeah, I think, I think cool. this is really interesting. In my previous world, this was definitely a huge part, like for years from an architecture perspective. What are you thinking about? What are you doing with all of this stuff? What's your HRDR plan? What's your, you know, right. what's your RTORPO? All of that, you know, this looks like it'll give you the ability to do some, some modeling and some real world uh, scenario planning and test it out. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to the point of all the different clouds, there's section three here is about industry cloud and there's a bunch that are now in preview and generally available and financial services not profit and healthcare are all now available and sustainability and manufacturing are now in preview it's an interesting thing i got a a tour of this last week for financial services given the industry i work in Uh and they're doing some very interesting stuff there so if you're in these segments it's definitely worth a look so. And these the, these these clouds per sector they're customized they're heavily customized for a specific industry are they different services or are they services configured a certain way I have not conf- dove into them it really is a configuration it's new capabilities being okay. rolled out specifically targeted where they're pulling together the right resources to go it's and like, focus on a business problem so it's, it's like templates sort yeah. of thing yeah exactly okay. where it's being designed for the the focus on for the financial services one. What do people do in financial services? What are the models that banks are using? And how do they drive all of these activities in the right way and have it where you just walk in the door and go, oh, I want this and I want this and I want some of that and I want to be able to do this. And then you can go customizing it beyond that. But it's new capabilities that, you know, are meant to enable, you know, the customers, you know, both from the customer perspective as well as the employee perspective to drive both loyalty and growth with dynamics and you know with the, the bank itself like i think that's pretty cool so but yeah it's not a truly a, like a segmented thing it just is additional features that are purpose built for these services so Got it. like you you don't need all the healthcare stuff showing up in the financial services right, world right right so, right no that makes perfect sense okay anyway, those were my my couple of big things and then you know that were outside of our major world but i thought they were important to note and to highlight here because some people may be interested given uh, the dynamic of the show so absolutely let's go back directly yeah. to the power bi world now if we could and uh you know you talked about the, the power bi teams app but the next one on your list here was goals is now integrated with power automate yeah and it's you know that sounds like what why what why i think that's pretty interesting because it's well it gets to your alerting capability at the end of the day we've heard about this but we knew that this was coming yes but uh the idea of being able to set a particular goal 
and then you know having your data back that goal and when that data meets us whatever that criteria is you can now trigger something happening in power automate and you can actually have a whole business process run off of that and that's automated but based again on those goals that you set and that as opposed to having to go to a a flow in Power Automate and, and specifically set what those goals are there. It's all totally integrated into the into the UI that you've built for your scorecard overall. So I think that's a, a pretty neat feature and it's a, a different way to do, I suppose, alerting. Yeah. So there were a couple of things that jumped out at me was, you know, things that slip behind, uh, you know, doing proper notifications therein. Uh, the other thing around goals that I saw was the drag and drop capability of goals as well as permissioning on goals that came out. So definitely Get out yes. there and take a look. Treb actually uh, was really, really excited about this. Our good friend Treb got. So, you know, he's been talking about some of these things and I, I've been seeing him on some of the distribution lists, like really diving into it. All of the OKR capabilities that you really want, be, being able to get to a better place with it, data driven, but, you know, being able to make it so that people a can't edit a goal that shouldn't be able to edit a goal and yes. hopefully be able to you know so it's not about being able to see goals right because there's uh, to my knowledge it still doesn't security trim who can see the goals right. it just changes who can modify them modify and update them, yeah. them which yeah. is you know it's nice That's to be able fine. to have a read-only version, which is kind of important. And there was a goals visual as well for integration within reports that you can you can drill in on the the entire scorecard, etc. So there's a lot of stuff around goals, and I expect to see a lot more in the in the coming weeks and months. Absolutely. So uh, the announcement of Gen Two being GA, yeah, I think that was a highlight. A bit. I, I think that one uh, we've covered off a couple of times. Technically, it went GA at the beginning of November, so it's mm-hmm. GA now. But we did we did get that we did talk about that last month. We knew that was going to happen, so that's not really news. It's just no, a, it's, a, it's a celebration. Yeah, another one, a big one. We knew this was coming. We've known it for a little while now. We've we've seen uh, automatic aggregation show up just a couple of months ago, and now in, in preview, and that's basically using AI to figure out what the aggregate. Basically automating the configuration of the aggregations feature in Power BI. That's nice. But one of the other major features that we first heard about earlier this year was hybrid tables. And that was announced at Ignite. It was a public announcement. And they, although it's not yet available, they did state that it would be available in preview at some time before the end of this year. And I don't know if you've checked your calendar recently, Jace, but it's um, it's November, and I would expect to see at... Uh, I didn't realize it was already November. Yeah, it, <laughs> I would expect to see it either in this, obviously in the, either this month's drop or next month's drop. So that is coming imminently. And just to flesh out what hybrid tables are all about, hybrid tables I think are really cool from a real-time standpoint. The, the interval of time between, in the interval between when you do refreshes, your data's stale, right? You're not up to date. Well, what if you could tag on to the end of the last piece of data that you had a direct query query that only covered off that little space of data between when that was and right now, and you just included that in your results. And that's exactly what Tybrid Tables is all about. So you combine that feature with automatic page refresh, and you can do some interesting things around real-time data with Power BI without having to give up the power of that data model and having all of those aggregations that are cached. That's pretty fantastic, John. I'm excited by this feature I saw. So it wasn't quite as dynamic as his previous sessions, but Christian Wade did a session that Kai Uncroth jumped in on as well and did some demo on. It was not, as I say, quite as uh, 
in your face, bombastic, the way that we're used to. It wasn't live. <laughs> no, it definitely was not live. But yeah, Christian and Kai demoed this and you know, minutes to do some things and then seconds once you've done this, gone to hybrid tables. So yeah. Um, yeah, Pretty cool. cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. And a couple other things that were highlighted at Ignite. Purview integration for Power BI. I don't really think that's news. We've talked about that a fair bit. And uh, the DLP features, the ability to bring a tag along. Although cool, it wasn't really brand new. I mean, there's some incremental stuff happening, but that's... I'm really excited about that one. Are you? It, because if I'm not mistaken, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, here, but... The bring along feature is something that's new. We haven't seen that happen anywhere We've seen else with it Power BI. More and more integrated, right? But yes, I, 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 one piece of data going through the entire so lifecycle. Yeah. If I create an Excel doc that yeah. is in a highly, you know, a high business sensitivity document uh-huh. library, yeah. and I connect to that Excel doc with Power BI, it's going to inherit that DLP right. policy. Yep. You know. Even though in the past, Power BI just looked at it and said, you have rights, here you go, let's play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But now it's actually looking at it, it's setting the right security settings on it based upon that, and it's going to cause you to have to worry about those things a little bit more and think more about security. Yeah, that's not brand, brand new, but that's been in the last couple of months that we've seen that light up. So again, we're we're just kind of bundling together some of this, but that's it's it's awesome stuff. I mean, and it's just going to get bigger and bigger. I'm I'm really excited. It's that bring through capability yeah. that's really hot so because i don't have to worry about setting it in power bi it's you know it, yeah. it follows you it's you know it, it roams with you exactly and, and again with uh, stuff like purview also helps you show the life of the, the basically the entire life cycle of that data from the beginning to the end it's kind of like the lineage view of power bi but getting outside of power bi from wherever that comes from so that's absolutely great. So there was another, you know, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, my team is very, very excited about this. I sent this to them as soon as it dropped out. <laughs> of course I'm they not gonna, Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to try and pronounce this gentleman's name, but I'm going to call him Ike because that's the first three letters of his name. You know, he's a product manager on the Power BI team here. Yep. Better decision making with improved export to Excel and connected pivot tables. So it, this is yeah. actually coming to fruition for, and it's very specific if you are on the Microsoft 365 version of Excel or yep. the semi-annual ring, yep. if I'm not mistaken, you have to really go in and, and make sure that you're looking at which versions this is right for. But yeah, so it's all web and semi-annual office subscribers. So, you know, that you will get this, the analyzed Excel and organizational data types are now available. And you're going to be able to now do a lot more with it. It's following the MIP, the Microsoft Information Protection, and it's easy to connect and refresh the data and all of that stuff, you know, that we've had in the past in certain ways, but never like this, never this dynamic, never the same export to Excel with fidelity of drill through on the data, the table matrix type of stuff that, man... It's definitely going to make a difference. You guys in your Excel, I'll tell you. But yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's good. I'm happy with the paginated report route that we take, but yep. it's... Uh, with the Excel, I mean, it, it, it was a legit gripe. I mean, before you exported to Excel, you just got columns of... You might as well have been a CSV file. Yep. And now you're getting that the format that you applied to your, your... Say it's a matrix visual, that's going to come across into Excel. But on the other side of things, we've been able to use a Power BI data set 
just basically connect to a Power BI data set to do pivot tables in Excel for a little while now. And that's the other part of this announcement. I'm not sure everybody would have, would, would have grabbed. You're going to be able to do that right directly from Excel in the web. That's mm-hmm. the other side of things. So that's the connected pivot tables that they're, that they're talking about. So that's, you know, Excel. It's all about using Excel the right way. And Excel is a great BI tool. It is a terrible database. I love yes. anything that promotes using Excel the right way. And this is doing that. So bravo. Yeah. Uh, John, we're not even going to go into the fact that there's a session at Ignite about using Access. If you want to, you can. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Okay, there, there's. I didn't see a whole lot of Power BI, but man, there was a session on I Access know. and data connectors coming into Power BI. I was like... Ooh. Haven't we tried this before once or twice <laughs> or three times? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Let's walk as quickly away from that as we possibly can. <laughs> it's a good segue into office at this point. Because <laughs> Let's do that, John. Let's talk about something that matters. <laughs> this episode of the Bifocal Podcast is sponsored by Tigraph the award-winning reporting and analytics platform for Office 365. Get the full picture of your Office 365 network by using TyGraph. See how customers leverage its actionable insights to better understand their organization's usage, collaboration, and adoption patterns. Try TyGraph today. Sign up for a free trial at TyGraph.com. So, hey, Mesh for Teams, John. Are you excited about Mesh for Teams? I... <laughs> I don't want to be negative, <laughs> but I also don't want to be a cartoon character walking in a meeting. I don't know. If augmented reality could be done right, I think it could be really, really cool. I'd love the idea of being able to essentially beam into a meeting room. But you've, and, and one of the things we lose with all these remote meetings is an awful lot of body language. We lose an awful lot of facial expressions. I know we have the cameras on, et cetera, but there's still an awful lot that you, that you lose. If you could reproduce that, and this is an attempt to do that. So that's a good thing. I mean, I really kind of applaud it. I don't know that walking around a room with without legs looking like Homer Simpson's going to do it. I think this is an interim step maybe, but if you could, you know, ray trace someone's face or body, whatever that is, and you could really accurately represent their facial expressions. I mean, the one thing I got out of the demos I saw, and they're, they're you know, they're better, they're better avatars, I suppose, than what we see today in alt space. Mm-hmm. But the dead eyes on everyone, there's just you cannot get the emotion. It's just this blank. It, I don't know. I, it, I didn't really. I don't think I'd want to use it, but. I've been wrong before. Someone from Avanade that was talking, and here's something I get. The fear of a webcam. Now, John, we are beautiful, so we don't have this problem. We wake (laughs) up beautiful. And like it's just how we are. So we roll out of bed. I turn on my camera. I've got a 4K high def, like full rig so that everybody can see all of my you know perfection but you know, not everybody rolls out of bed that way but that's what a profile picture is for i mean turn yeah, off but the there's, damn but there's the desire that people have to be able to have that interaction and the thing that i that was that was stated was you know that fear of turning on the camera is different when you know it's not going to be your real face but they can see your facial expressions they can see your hand motions and things like that but can they? i'll be interested to see I, in real life in a real life situation where bandwidth is uh nominal sometimes if that's yeah. really going to work but i'll stay positive on it i i think for I, again, those types of things will be useful i like 
the idea if we could if we could get it right. I'd, if we I'd could have in. legs, I'd be happier. But you legs, know. I've been legless before, but not that way. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's move it right we'll along because. We're going to tell you know, Teams Connect, John. Talk about Teams Connect. Teams, so we we know the pain involved with switching between tenants and teams and moving from place to place and place to see, to share things out. It, it's a pain, right? How many, I don't know how many tenants you have in your drop down for, Too for many. teams, but I have a lot. It remains to be seen if this is going to solve that problem fully. Teams Connect is is what we would have called, or we have been calling up until now, shared channels. And so it's the ability to invite people from outside the organization into your channel. And that's different than creating them as a guest user within your tenant and having them granted access that way. And that's the way they went about that is why we have that pain today. But if you could just work directly within a channel in one tenant from another one, that should solve the problem so that if I notify you know you within that channel, you'll get notified in your home tenant. You won't have to switch mm-hmm. tenants to get your notifications. It should solve the problem, but hopefully it does. It's going to involve a lot of complications. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how telephony works with it because I get yes. invited to meetings in somebody else's tenant. You still have to do switching, John. Like that one... And it's then you're, kind of interesting because then otherwise you don't see the full chat. I don't. That's I, right. I get unknown right. user a lot. So there's you're, you're playing I feature feel, roulette, right? Yeah, I feel like the, the, there's a ways to go. Like it's a great first step, but my big pain points are different. So yeah. I think that there's a, a ways to go with it. Anyway, event management and teams having a green room capability, yeah, is definitely nice. Some of the features that are coming to that. Is going to be really good. And a whole registration desk, et cetera, et cetera. So that's good if you're doing webinars and stuff like that. But then the big one, it's probably the biggest announcement of, of, of Ignite, really, in terms of new product announcements, is Microsoft Loop. <laughs> well, we'll see. I don't know. It Loop is, it, it, Loop, Loop is, uh, it's a, uh, I don't know how to describe it, really. Uh, you know what? It, 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 John, it, is it like forums on SharePoint lists? Uh, Fossil? No, no, because it has a chance of actually coming to reality. <laughs> no. Is it like all the new search features that we were, we were going to get? You mean a promise that never got delivered? No, I don't. No, this is this is the the multi editing capability uh, across the plan. But is it a product? Is the question? I mean, you know what? It struck it struck me. Remember Sway? Uh-huh. It struck me as Sway for business a little bit, right? And it's the ability to kind of mix and match different media on a single canvas. Now, Sway, you'll be one person doing it. This is multiple people doing it. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's branded. It's certainly got its own brand. But is it a thing? Is it a thing you download? Is it a, is it a service you consume on its own? Because they mention it's going to be rolling out in the near future to Teams, Outlook, and OneNote. So that, to my mind, means that this is a feature that's going to be included within those products. So I, I'm really I'm, I'm kind of unclear about this. I haven't been able to get that answered. Is this going to make? Is this going to be a better editor for OneNote? Maybe right? Is is because it has a whole UI with a navigation and structure. But I I don't know. What do you think? They've described it as a flexible app canvas. Is is, is the way they described it. What does that it. mean? There are three yeah, components to it. I don't know. There's workspaces, pages, and components. Okay. Right. So workspaces, the way that it looks, it kind of looks like Teams. Teams. Yes, uh, it does. You know, hey, look. Let's go collaborate here. It looks pages, like Teams. Kind of yeah. looks like SharePoint, John, yeah, like, like or like OneNote even. Like it's yeah. a page, and yeah. then components look like web parts. I mean, yes, they do. I'm, but the thing about it is, is that if I'm not mistaken, this is built on the f- 
is it fluid, framework. fluid framework yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. it's it's highly editable and you can send an email with a, a fluid framework you know component in it where people can make modifications so oh that's going to work well from a email, compliance standpoint yeah when you write the email and you put the hard coded text in and then the fluid framework component underneath it and the data changes in the body of the email in the component that terrifies oh, me oh the records management people are going to love this <laughs> oh yeah and like what happens when you delete something i i'm curious yeah. i haven't seen enough yeah yeah to understand where the love belongs on this because so there are components of this that I'm a really big fan of, right? Yeah, uh, because there are cool other products looking. that I use that are similar to this for my daily job, right? I do a lot of mind mapping and things of that nature. And there are competing right. products that have functionality like this that if there's a bigger cost to. And the back end of it is not in the Microsoft 365 world. So just looking at it, like... I could see a lot of value to some of the things here, but I agree with you. I don't, I don't understand why this is a product at the top level. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. It's a brand, yep. but I don't know if it's a product. Anyway, well, we'll, we'll see as it comes. It's not something we can play with today. So we'll see it roll out over the next little while. The stuff I actually am excited about is different, though. I'm excited about Context IQ. That's interesting. I got asked, Jason, is this, uh, this is by somebody at my office, Jason, is this IntelliSense for, for like office? Yeah. Like a little bit, like there's a little bit of that where it's IntelliSense, but it's a little bit beyond that because it's backed by graph is the way it looks. There's a bunch of that. We'll write the message for you stuff in yeah. Igniter, or we'll write the code for you stuff, which is, I, is a little creepy. I don't know. But yeah. It's a little bit creepy, but I do like the fact that when you start talking about it, like we need to schedule a meeting, it will actually look at who's the email yeah. is to and go out there and make suggestion, not just show you what their availability is, but make suggestion of the like in context of the email but not just it, text like a yeah. document or or a person's you know that's the interesting part because you can get type ahead stuff in you know on your phone today right yep but yeah it looks cool yeah. we'll see where it goes there's some we'll interesting ai functionality that they're really yeah. starting to play with that that has me smiling and not yet excited but certainly smiling yeah because exactly. i want to see it i want to touch it i want to know that it's solid but the the last section here is yeah. uh viva Viva! 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 Viva. Sorry, I'm Antonio, dude. That's, that's how we do it. Viva! It's GA with all four modules now. The learning was the last one to go GA. That was at Ignite. That was the big announcement here. But they also announced... Didn't so they announce I, Power BI goals in, in Viva? No, 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 they didn't, oddly enough. But they did buy a product called Ali.io they're going to be including in Viva. It's a kind of a scorecard product, isn't it? <laughs> I, I thought it was goals when I first heard about it. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to square, frankly. I mean, yeah, I don't know how that's going to fit together. I'd like to ask a few team members that, that question. It's a, it's yeah. a yeah, <laughs> it's a KPI type product, and uh, goals in Power BI is also a KPI type product. And why? What do you use one? Oh, they're both OKR. OKR. That's the, let's, be, keep, let's be a little bit more keep, specific. We like the KPIs, but these yeah. are truly you know, objectives and key results specific type yeah. of measurements that they're trying to do. I interchange the terms, so there you go. Yeah. 
But it's, uh, they're very similar, and I'm just being nitpicky. But yep. I'm going to be curious to see where this fits in the stack. If I'm going to build out a goals, you know, dashboard in Power BI, and now do I have to go recreate these things in Ali.io and Viva? I don't. I would imagine I do at this point. But yeah, is it going to be Viva IO or Ali Viva or Ali what? Viva? So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think it's uh it's it's early on in that game, so we'll keep our eyes on that. Yes, sir. Uh, it might be something worth having a conversation when we're at uh, the M365 conf with some of the Microsoft folks. Maybe we'll get an interview with uh, with somebody from that team. We know a couple of those people. Yep, one one or two, one or two. Yeah. All right. Well, my <laughs> friend, we're running a little bit long, and and you have a laptop to configure. Oh, I'm excited. That's going to be fun tonight. <laughs> but all right, buddy, you take it easy. Thank you very much. Uh, for delving into all of this stuff. Hey, no there worries. was another product, Delve. We haven't talked about that in a while. Is that is still that around? There? Yeah, it is. It's all right. Yeah. All righty. Well, <laughs> I will talk with you later, my friend. Have a great rest of your week. You too, dude. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bifocal Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or via your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at Bifocal Show. The show notes for this and all of the Bifocal podcasts can be found on the Bifocal.show blog. The music for the Bifocal podcast is Indie Rock by Scott Holmes and is shared under Creative Commons.